like top of the class with math um even my like probably biggest like what's the word like thing i've done in my life was like like aced my SAT perfect score on your SAT your math section on your really? SAT yeah. it was perfect it was 800 That's now I don't want to brag but I <laughs> 800 was about the number that I got on my full SAT so well I don't want to brag know. but I did not take the SATs I went into the military so <laughs> I took the ASVAB and I moved on baby <laughs> I took the ASVAB I got 10 points yeah Welcome to Biblical Lenses, a casual podcast about viewing the world through the lenses of the Bible. We release a fresh podcast every week. And before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Three, two, one. Ask Our Gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, because I thought as a kid that the technology would be advanced enough when I grew up that I could be a gorilla when I grew up. <laughs> You got to back away from the microphone oh, a little I do. bit there, Nolan. You hot. are hot, hot stuff. Well, yeah. hey, everybody, welcome to uh, another episode of Biblical Lenses. Um, we have a very special guest. It's our first episode ever to feature a guest. It's yeah. our friend Amber Shonowitz. Give it up for Amber. Amber, say hello. Hello. All right. Amber oh, is a dear you? friend of ours. She lives in Honolulu, Hawaii. Travels mm-hmm. quite a bit. Yes. Um, Even and during an, a world pandemic. Yeah, you are currently traveling during a world <laughs> hey, pandemic. Probably yes. shouldn't have said that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. That's all right. Um, and uh, today we are going to be talking about the topic of careers. Mm-hmm. So everybody in this room has very different background and experiences, um, yep. different careers, different avenues and ways that we do things and places we've gone. Um, so that'll be interesting. But before we get too far into the conversation, if you are listening to this episode, make sure that you like and subscribe and to this podcast and any podcast player you're listening to it in. Um, Amber would really appreciate it. Um, it would really, I mean, would really appreciate it. It would really mean a lot to Amber yeah. if you would subscribe to our podcast. If okay. this podcast had Absolutely. the most had the most listens, yeah. I would feel very defeated about the rest of our podcast. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited that we have a guest. I am too, yeah. It's not that I'm sick and tired of talking to yeah. you. Oh, definitely it's just not. nice to talk to other it's people. It's really nice to get up somebody else's perspective. Right? Yeah. yeah. So Amber, do, do me a favor. Um, give me a 30-second Wikipedia bio. If you had to boil your life down into 30-second Wikipedia bio. My what, current life or like my whole life? Oh, you don't believe in like resurrect or um, are you like a uh, Buddhist? Uh, a Buddhist. <laughs> you are a Christian. Yeah, Amber. Do you do you believe in reincarnation? Did you live a life as a butterfly at one point that we need to hear about? Uh, oh my goodness. Just, well, how about how about you give us your how about you give us what you what you've your life growing up, and then we'll talk about your career and everything else like that later. Okay, growing up, I I think um, in, when they talk about like left brain, right brain people, okay, I was like the creative brain person, but. Mm. Um, my parents wanted to put me in like a, had the money, put me in a really good school, got a good, really good education, Christian education. Um, and they wanted to put me in Kumon, which is like one of those like really Asian parent, like well, what's, what's Kumon? Describe oh. Kumon. Cause I have no idea what that is. Yeah. So Kumon is like an after school math and reading program. Oh, okay. um, and I did that for like seven years. So by the time I got to high school, I really loved math. Okay. I was really like top of the class with math. Um, even my like probably biggest like what's the word like thing I've done in my life was like like aced my SAT perfect score on your SAT. Your math section on your really? SAT? Yeah. It was perfect? It was 800. That's now disgusting. I don't want to brag but I <laughs> 800 was about the number that I got on my whole SAT. So well, I don't want to brag know. but I did not take the SATs. I went into the military. So <laughs> 
I took the ASVAB yeah. and I moved on, baby. <laughs> I took the ASVAB. I got 10 points. Yeah, exactly. But okay. I always like including that in my story because it's very different than what I do now. And so even that is kind of a testament mm-hmm. of like what God has done in my life. And he's kind of put this career in my life that is so different than everything that I expected to do mm-hmm. um, and be and everything I think everyone else expected me to be. And so I went to college um, on a full ride, thanks to the SAT. And I got my college degree in computer programming and mathematics. Um, and then very shortly after I graduated, I never did any of that and um, have been a photographer ever since. Full-time oh, nice. photographer. Full-time photographer. So you could have coded to go to the moon. Yeah. And instead, <laughs> now you're shooting shots of the moon. Yeah. Yes. You could you, you could have been you could have been like my homeboy Elon. Elon um, Musk. Probably. That's all right. <laughs> no, I think I think the reason why, like, honestly, the reason why I, I was really excited to talk about careers with you is because, like, you've had a number of them. Like, mm-hmm. and, like, it's just funny how we always talk about, like, God just kind of drops things in your lap sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> photography, which we're going to get to in, in a little bit. But, like, yeah. God just kind of drops in your lap where, like, you will start talking to us and be like, you know what? I think I'd, like, really like to get into, like, the flower business. And then all of a sudden yeah. God's like hey, do you want to just run a flower shop for a while? And you're like, oh, I guess so. And you're like, "Ah, I'm kind of over it. And it's just like, God's like, all right, let's move on. Like, let's go to something else. So how many careers have you had? Well, for those, Um, before before you tell us the amount of careers you've had, for for those listening, Amber is what we in the friend group describe (laughs) as a unicorn Mm -hmm. because she is left brain, she is right brain, and most everything that she touches, she leaves fairy dust upon it, and it just works out well. Yeah, she did mathematics in in school, so you think like, oh, giant math, and you also did basketball, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Basketball in school, like you were into sports, it's like... Right. But really, bowling. I, bowling? yeah, I did bowling yeah. in high school, but that was I've really known you for years. The first time I ever heard that you did bowling <laughs> in high school, I, to, I did bowling on Halloween when I couldn't go out <laughs> trick or treating. Okay, I was like the worst on the bowling team, though. I really only did it so I didn't have to go home and clean up. Like, I wow. used it as an excuse so, to go way of, bowl with Your my way friend. of being lazy was just yeah. going out and bowling. Wow. Okay, so That's back awesome. to Nolan's question How many careers would you say that you've had? Like four or five. Maybe? Four or five. Yeah. Four or five. Okay. Well, I mean, you could, I don't really count the one I got in college because I never actually used it. But you were yeah, but on the way to, sure. a career. It, most people who'd go through a computer engineering degree and yeah. graduate with it would move into that career. W- would have applied for some base level, like computer yes. engineering job, like Guaranteed. Apple, Microsoft, something like that. Yes. Okay. And then would that, have moved up in the company. <laughs> that should have been the goal. That should yeah. have been the goal. But <laughs> you moved from there to photography straight to photography pretty quickly yeah yeah and then tell us a little bit about your photography career because that's still kicking alive and kicking and active and amazing so currently i just do wedding photography but over the course of the last 10 years that i've been shooting i've done i mean weddings and engagements i've done family photos and senior portraits I worked for a food magazine and did food photography for a really long time. That was mm-hmm. the best job that you ever had. It I went really I went as your assistant one time and I just ate the food. I really just went and I ate the food. That was it. Yeah, my friends were a big fan of that because yeah, they got a, a lot of perks yeah. um, on that one. But And then I worked at a women's gym all throughout college and then the flower. Flower shop yeah, owner. Flower yep. shop. So it was a couple years ago. Oh, sorry. I was supposed to be talking about photos i got sidetracked. that's okay but you you have kind of consistently done photography over like for years and years now since at since college but yeah. then somewhere along the lines a couple years ago an opportunity dropped into your lap where somebody asked you to open a flower shop with them and run a flower shop with them yeah so um 
it was like a friend of a friend and she had called me and it was her shop the whole time but um she asked me to help manage it to help kind of dream up what this flower shop would be and kind of what Nolan mentioned before it was funny because I doing weddings love florals always have loved like floral design and all these kinds of things and just always joke that um, in my next life, not that I believe in reincarnation, mm-hmm. no way. Mm-hmm. Um, farther away from Christianity. <laughs> Theological discussion Amber. coming right. after this. Um, that I would have loved to be in, been like a florist in my next life. I'd mm. always joke about that. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, um, this wonderful lady calls me and is like, want to help me like open this flower shop on the North Shore? And I was like, yes? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what? Okay, so... I don't want to go too far into the story because I'm sure it'll come back up later, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like we should pivot a little bit since you've talked so much about like training you've had, experience you've had, and kind of the flow of like different careers and how things have taken you. Mm-hmm. I feel like at this point we should talk about does the Bible speak directly to careers, to jobs? Um, I would definitely... I have something in the back of my mind as to where it would lead, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts. Like, what's the biblical stance on us as Christians and our careers? Anybody? Well, I mean, I think like, so when I think about careers, I think a thing that always comes to my mind is what my dad always used to say, which is a biblical concept, which is like, you can plan, you can prepare, you can do all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like if God doesn't want you in a career, he's going to put you somewhere else. Like if God doesn't want you to get that job, you're not going to get the job. And so like you can plan all you want, but the God, like, but God's going to direct your steps. He's going to guide mm-hmm. where you right. go. So it's, it's one of those kind of concepts where almost like you have to understand, like, I'm like, if I feel like the Lord is calling me to do something, I'm going to step out in that. Mm-hmm. But if I don't get that, or if I see some, some other door opening for me, mm-hmm. I should also be okay to recognize like, I'm gonna let this go and I'm gonna walk into something else. Right, we have like, we, we hear a lot of times like the old um, like kind of Christian kind of lingo of like one door closes, another one opens, mm-hmm. right? That was an mm-hmm. open door, that yeah. was a closed door. And I think you're kind of summarizing Proverbs chapter three, like yeah. trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to guide and direct your steps or your path. So, also Psalm 119, 105. Okay. Yeah, lamp unto my feet and light unto my path. Mm-hmm. Yep. I always think about that when I'm thinking about like what I should do next or where I should go. I feel like the the argument though on the other side if somebody maybe was confused about what the Bible says is that they would think that the majority of verses like Jeremiah 29:11 like uh, you know plans the Lord says there's plans to prosper you not to harm mm-hmm. you. So there's definitely this idea of plans that God has they're mm-hmm. his not ours that that maybe we're reading into it too much. And that those have to do more with salvation or they have to do with our purpose in him, not about our careers, not about our job choice. Thoughts? I mean, I I would I would truly disagree. I I think like quite honestly, if you are doing what you're doing and Amber, actually, like I want you to bring up what what we kind of talked about before this, um, just about Daniel, because I think this is like a perfect point um, place to bring it up. But like Joseph, you mean Joseph? Oh, I'm so sorry. I I thought you said Daniel Uh, (laughs) Joseph. um, But like quite honestly, when we are thinking about like 
oh, is my, like, if I'm supposed to get this job, I'm supposed to get mm-hmm. this job. Like you have to realize, like I work in a secular, secular company, yeah. but every single day I'm around people that need to hear the gospel. Right. And so true. the Lord is putting me in, in these positions and starting to move me up in, in bigger positions of more influence leadership mm-hmm. so that I can start showing like, Hey, this is what a Christian leader looks like. Somebody who cares about yeah. their fellow man, somebody who wants to push people to a higher elevation, not, not like and this is what I'm noticing, like the company that I work for, it's, it's a lot of leadership. It's like, I want to get mine. I need to go higher in the sure. company. Mm-hmm. But like the really good leaders, the, the Christian leaders will say, how can I elevate you as an individual? Mm-hmm. And so I just, I kind of see that working within the company and how I can be an influence for like, hey, this is what a Christian leader, this is what a godly leader should be like. Yeah. He should have a mind of Christ. He should lower himself and elevate you. So, so it sounds like you're talking about, and I feel like you're going to, Amber, you're going to say maybe similar things, but like kind of takes in a new direction with the conversation that mm-hmm. it's not necessarily about quoting a Bible verse that says you shall have a career unto yourself mm-hmm. as much as it is um, the idea, the biblical idea that we live a life of excellence and that mm-hmm. the work of our hands glorifies the Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I think we all like, innately want to be successful to some extent right oh yeah yeah. Um, when it comes to careers and so that's something I've struggled with a lot because I mean I feel like I was on this path of success you know college graduate Mm -hmm. full ride all of these things and then much more of a guarantee yeah right right and then God really threw me for a loop when I saw him opening doors for photography and long story short obviously that's what I did but I struggled with the idea of success because my parents weren't really on board with that. They they didn't think that was a good move. They didn't think that would lead to success. Right. You know? Um, and they're Christians and they love me and they I know they want the best for me. But it, it, over the last 10 years, I think like God's really been redefining my view of success. Okay. And that's like kind of what I was talking to Nolan about earlier was um, I do this Bible study with some of my high school girls at my church. And we were, were reading through Genesis and we're studying Joseph and the part where he's in jail, you know, he was a slave and now he's in jail. And this whole chapter, it says like two or three times, like God was with him and he was successful in all that he did. And you're like successful. He's like bottom of the barrel. What are you talking about? God? (laughs) Yeah. Like he's a slave. He's a jailed slave. Yeah. How can you call him successful? And the key to that passage is that God was with him. Sure. And he was successful. And so when you talk about careers, like, the Bible really paints such a different picture of what the world does when it comes to success. Why is it, I mean, I'm interested to like to hear you guys thoughts. Why is it that the world's idea of success revolves around money, status, position, authority? Why, why does the world's interpretation or version of success look like that? But God has a very different version of what success says or is biblically. What do you think? I mean, I I think like just personally, when we look at as a Christian, we realize like our treasure is not on this earth. Mm-hmm. Like my greatest accomplishments in this life are to elevate and push others to be to be greater. But not only that, to like to hey, like I, my end game should be showing you Christ in my life. And I think a lot of Christians. This is where I think like Christians sometimes get it wrong because some okay. people say like, I'm okay with being poor. I'm okay with being this or that. Mm-hmm. And I think like people like Dave Ramsey would say, well, like 
you can be poor, but you don't have to be financially unstable. And so like some Christians that have like $50,000 of credit card debt say like, oh, it's okay because my treasure's in heaven. It's like, well, you should you should pay that debt off. Like <laughs> you shouldn't dumb. be in debt. So it's yeah. like, I think as Christians, like it's not that, hey, like you shouldn't care about treasures here, but you should understand that like your goal to building up wealth is to bless others. Yeah. Like during this time, I don't know how many people in our church here in Texas have, I've seen just blessed others with the financial blessings that they have. And mm -hmm. they recognize you might not have that same financial blessing in this time. So yeah. I'm going to give you that thousand dollars that you need that $2,000. I mean, that's what me and my wife are working towards. Mm -hmm. right. So it's like, but not just that, I think like, you know, when we kind of bring it back to Joseph, like I think Christians are very good at saying like, no matter where I'm placed, no matter what circumstance mm -hmm. I'm in, I'm not working for myself. I'm not working for personal glory here on this earth. I'm working as if I'm working directly for God himself. I agree with like 90% of what you said, or 99%. But the 1% that I uh, uh, disagree with is that Christians do a good job at it. I think it's mm. a very difficult thing. Mm -hmm. I think we really want to like be focused on the Lord. But the minute like our feet hit the road, we're like, yeah, yeah but look what everyone else has. Mm -hmm. Like, look at all that stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, can I have both? Can it be all of it? Right. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a misconception about like um, for people in general that like if you're not in ministry, you're not like glorifying God with your career. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, how do you glorify God in certain careers that really don't look like ministry? Sure. Mm. Like photography doesn't necessarily look like a ministry. Mm. Um um, but I think it allows me to do ministry in different ways. But like, can I just stop you right there? Because I think that your photography is certainly ministry because like right now we see, I mean, and you, you just talked about the high school girls, high school guys that you're mm -hmm. constantly interacting with. How many young kids want a job as a like yeah. traveling photographer? Like you mm -hmm. literally during this coronavirus season, people didn't schedule you for, for weddings in Hawaii. And you mm -hmm. were just like, deuces i own my own business i'm gonna travel and see all my friends around the united yeah. states and like that's what you did and like that is my my niece like i love her so much and she's literally like all i want to do is travel around the world and shoot photos i'm like how many photos have you taken she's like i don't know like 10 on my iphone i'm like well it yeah. might not happen yeah. but like i think that's the thing is like your mission like, you have kids that are constantly saying like hey i want to come and follow you on these wedding shoots i want to mm -hmm. come and follow you on this i want to just be around you and that's a form of discipleship is literally just i have this skill mm -hmm. you want to be around me let me have you come along with me but also yeah. i'm going to teach you about christ i don't know how many people in like when i was coming up i had guys that were just like surfers and all I wanted to do when I was in high school was learn how to surf and all they did was hey, I'm gonna take you out you're gonna get barreled a couple of times and then I'm gonna teach you about the bible and I was like cool yeah I'm all about that so yeah yeah what do you I mean what do you think about like do you does that kind of change or do you use your career now as a way to minister to high school students or do you not think about that you just kind of live your life as a Christian and it's a byproduct no like I totally am very aware now that God has allowed me to be a photographer because it, I mean, or just own my own business in general is very helpful when mm -hmm. it comes to like pouring into people's lives because I make my own schedule. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, we've kind of said it without saying it, but I, I do youth ministry. Sure. I used to do youth ministry with Jesse yep. um, at One Love and that's been a huge part of my life. And I have kind of this unique opportunity to, to do that because I, 
control my schedule and I can make time for that and I can make that a priority in my life and no one is kind of trumping me in as far as like you can't do that because you have to be here. But even at like a, like on a more foundational level, like not everybody has the ability to make their own schedule, be self-employed and be, have that ability, right? Some people have to work nine to five. Some people Mm -hmm. have to climb the corporate ladder. It's part of it. I think there is a way for you to consider your consistency and the way in which you perform, the way in which you do your job or career, you can do that in a godly way. That itself can be ministry. It doesn't just Mm -hmm. have to be, I'm just clarifying for people at home. Like it doesn't have to be, I do this job. So therefore I can go do ministry. It is me doing my job the, in, in such a way that people see Christ in me. I'm on time. I'm kind. I'm patient with people. That also is ministry. And that I think leads to the bigger conversation that the Bible would have, uh, not necessarily about careers, but about purpose, about satisfaction and purpose. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that we can find a lot of satisfaction and purpose in, in, you know, earthly careers and jobs. Mm -hmm. Those are satisfying, like Mm -hmm. to accomplish things like that. But knowing that they roll, they can and will roll up into a form of worship, Mm -hmm. I think is like a powerful thing for the person who has to go work at a retail job every day or mm-hmm. has to go work in a cubicle every day. Like that can be a good work, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I mean, what I, what I love, like kind of what you said about that is like <clears throat> God designs us with a purpose in mind. He like literally builds into our personalities things that we cannot like deviate from. So mm-hmm. like just built into me, I see everything from like a leadership perspective. I see everything from an extrovert perspective. Like, and so if I try to deny that, like I literally have to think, okay, how would I think if I'm just trying to do the next task in front of me? Mm-hmm. And my mm-hmm. dad literally told me like thinking about, oh, do I want to go into the military one day? My dad's like, if, unless you're going to go as an officer, like don't go because you are such a hard headed, stubborn individual that like you will never take anybody's orders mm-hmm. unless they're coming from yourself. And I think like that's a crude way of putting it. But like when I'm at my job, I see things in a perspective of how am I going to help elevate others? How am I going to help like push the team higher? And that's just what my brain automatically switches to. And I have to think hard to go directly against that. But once again, God has given me that ability so that I can use that to glorify him and I can show people, this is what a Christian leader looks like. This is what a Christian should be doing in this moment. You might've seen very poor leaders in your life. Now let me show you what a godly leader looks like. And and same thing with, I mean, Mm -hmm. with, with you, Amber, it's like, I know there are so many people, my, one of my relatives is one of them that like they have used photography um, and their photography career to, I mean, essentially just like shoot like very crude images and very sure. lewd images. And that's a track that you can go on. Yeah. And here Amber is using not only her photography to shoot a beautiful moment of marriage, mm-hmm. but also I know personally a number of different high school students that you've brought along with you mm-hmm. and discipled in that and yeah. shown them like this is an amazing career that you can have. Mm-hmm. But I also want to share with you about the Lord in this moment yeah. and just spending yeah. time around you has allowed them to kind of get grow closer to God in that. So let me ask you this, Amber, how do you, how do you balance, um, the pursuit of Christ, mm-hmm. right? While also, because part, I mean, if we're going to be like, let's be really practical, like 
money puts food on the table, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so you have to put food on the table. You have to pay your bills and all that stuff. How do you kind of separate those two things? How does that work out for you? How do you put, how do you put your effort and eff- emphasis and attention on your career to make sure that continues to thrive? Mm-hmm. Because I would, I would say that your yeah. career is thriving. Yeah. How much, how, how do you safeguard that time or, and that relationship with the Lord while still having a, a successful career? Sure. With the exception of the last three months where I haven't made hardly any because there's been no shoots. Everything's canceled. Everything's canceled. So we're not talking about that. Um, For me, I knew really early on in my career that it was very God-given and I knew that he was the one pushing me in that direction. And to kind of safeguard myself from pretending that I am the reason why I am successful or making money, I, and this is not a great business practice, but this is just something that I have a conviction about. Um, I've never once paid for any sort of advertisement or any sort of with the, I mean, the only real advertisement thing I do is Instagram. Um, sure. But that's free. Um, and that's kind of been something that I've used personally to kind of safeguard myself to say like, as long as God is providing work for me, mm-hmm. I know that's where he wants me. And he has not stopped giving me work, you know, pretty steadily for the last 10 years. So, I mean, there have been times where I've freaked out and like been like, God, do you want me to do something else? Especially like in the last <laughs> few weeks, I, maybe yeah. Yeah. in the last two weeks, I've had this freak out moment where I'm like, God, should I be trying to make money a different way or, you know, like right. do something else? And God, just in his own way, in such unique ways every time comes to me and it's like, no, no, I got you. Like yeah. I'm taking care of you. Like literally right after that moment, like I got two more jobs yeah. and one at, probably my dream location in Hawaii, you know? And so he always reassures me in very unique ways that like, I've got you, I'm doing this thing for you. And it's, I mean, it's the best and hardest thing to let God control that in your life. But it's one of the things you just said was really amazing was you felt like the panic Mm -hmm. set in at, at certain times. Yeah. And you said, maybe I should bail on this. Yeah. Maybe I should get out of this. Right versus and, and that's like I feel like that's a very easy thing for people to do. Yeah. This isn't working out, scrap the whole thing, move on. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you have a dependence and a faith and a hope that this is where the Lord's lead you, you, Amber, are more willing to be patient. And yes. then it took a little bit of time and then the things fell into your lap like like yeah. the Lord had them planned for you, right? Mm-hmm. But they would not have if you would have bailed. Yeah. Right. Oh, and I, that's that's something that I think I, I've struggled with and I think a lot of people struggle with is bouncing from place to place yeah. mm-hmm. and never just sitting down and mm-hmm. just walking in the plan that the Lord has yeah. for you because you're too anxious. Yeah. Because there's a bigger, better deal out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's a danger, I think. Yeah. Not, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Amber. No, I was just gonna say there's been many a times where I feel like God allows me to come to these like cliffs of panic <laughs> just to show me like, look what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And it's this amazing like every single time I'm like I'm so dumb like why did I even worry like should I not have seen the last 10 years of him (laughs) being so faithful to me yeah yeah like how dare I even question these like few weeks of like nothingness Oh, but I mean, you're not alone in that, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, throughout the the entire Old Testament is the nation of Israel saying, like, seeing one miracle and then going like, but God, like, wow, <laughs> could you do this? Like two seconds later and we're like, you knuckleheads. And then we realize like, oh, I'm yeah. doing the exact same thing in my life mm-hmm. today. And so, yeah. I mean, like, and I think like we were even talking about this like right before we started, but like, I totally agree with you where I think it's easy in this moment, especially during this period that we're in right now to say like, 
God, are you, do you still got me? Like, God, am I on the right path? Yeah. But mm-hmm. just bringing it back to what we were talking about with Joseph, like he spent how many years in Potiphar's house? He yeah. spent mm-hmm. how many years in a jail? Like we read yeah. it as if he spent like a, like a crisp one month in right. jail. Right. Cause and it's then, like, like one page. We're exactly. like, oh, that was You're easy. Like, oh, like yeah. he met a baker, he met a wine taster and now he's like out of jail. Yeah. And it's like mm-hmm. not wine taster, but like food taster. Or whatever. I thought you were going to keep rhyming and say candlestick maker. And I was like, <laughs> you met a baker, wine maker, wine taster, <laughs> candlestick maker. And then oh. the cow jumped over the moon and Nolan is not quoting scripture anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like, I mean, quite honestly, like he spends years in jail. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I just can't imagine the perseverance that it takes to be like, I'm going to faithfully serve the Lord, yeah. even though I've been enslaved for like so many years. Mm-hmm. And then I've been in jail for so many years. Mm-hmm. And now only after I've been through like essentially like hell on earth mm-hmm. for 40 years, am I going to realize the vision that the Lord gave me when I was a young boy is being fulfilled in my life Mm. as Pharaoh's right hand man. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, but we think when we read that, it's just such a quick story that we Mm -hmm. go, this happened very quickly. Yeah, certainly not. It happened very long and it took a lot of perseverance. And I think when we're talking about careers, it's very important to realize, like, like you said, it's easy to jump from career to career, jump from thing to thing if yeah. you're not satisfied. It's very hard to say, I'm going to stick this out and see what the Lord wants to do with me in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, so years ago I was working at a creative agency uh, yeah. that I did not enjoy working at in mm-hmm. Hawaii. And I'd been there for like a year and a half and I got a call from a competing creative agency on the island, like a bigger one. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to interview me and offer me a position. So because I'm a good Christian, I called in sick, <laughs> totally lied. Just a little nice. confession. Yeah. Nice. And <laughs> yeah. then I woke up and I was like going to go to the interview, even though I had lied and called in sick. Mm. And I, at that time I like either rode a bike or rode the bus. So I got on the bus Cause the bus in Hawaii is really awesome. So I got on the bus and I'm riding downtown and I just felt the Lord like in a really heavy and present way say, you are not supposed to be doing this. And I had to call the lady that was going to interview me and say, Hey, I can't come. It's not the position for me. Mm-hmm. And then I just took the bus to work and I just showed up. I was like, I feel better. <laughs> and, but it was like, I had made that choice without praying mm-hmm. because in my mind, that other job looked more like success mm-hmm. and this one kind of sucked. Yeah. So it's like, why would the Lord have me stay here? Yeah. But the Lord had me stay there for a lot of good reasons that I, mm-hmm. it's way too long to go into, but they yeah. became evident later on. So how do you guys know when it's time to move on from a job? Ooh, Amber, Ask you answer questions. your own question. I want to <laughs> hear your thoughts on your own question. Yeah, how do you guest. know when it's time to move on? Well, I mean, I mean, I told you guys, like, I kind of have that safeguard for myself. And I mean, so far, I feel like that's been holding true. Like once, and that's probably why I had the panic moment, because I'm like, God's not giving me any work. But I'm like, oh, yeah, the whole world's not getting any work. That's right. But, um, you know, like if I stopped getting work, I feel like God would probably want me to do something else and then I would pray about what else he would want me to do okay so um, can I challenge your question sure how long would you have to go without work finding any new clients before you went the Lord has dried it up he has <laughs> shut this window <laughs> this well is empty I need to move on well I just don't believe that God like would withhold so if he started giving me opening doors you know that Christian term sure in another direction 
that might be something that I might say, oh, okay, well, is this something that God wants me to switch to? Mm. And that's kind of what happened with the flower shop. Yeah. Because that dropped on my in my lap like so easily. I was just like, wait, what? Yeah. Is this a thing? Yeah. God, you there? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. is this, yeah. you want me to do this? Um, and it was a really cool, I did it for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really awesome. But I just knew like photography was still where my heart was. And we ended on really good terms and she's still doing it and mm-hmm. still super successful. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of that little business on the North Shore. Um, shout out to Lulu's Lay yep. Yeah, Lulu's Lay. Yeah. Um, so, so uh, proud of them. And Bouquets. I just want to throw that in there. Lay's and Lay. Bouquets. And no, no S. to rhyme. Oh. Lulu's in, Lay and Bouquet. Yeah. Lay and Bouquet. In Hawaiian, there's no on the North S. Shore of Hawaii. Okay, listen. <laughs> Calm down. Okay, keep going. But, yeah, I just think, like, God's not just going to be, like... Well, he might, but I feel like it'd be very unlikely that God would just leave you high and dry and just be like, and now you're jobless. For okay, so time. let's, can, can I can I take take it into a hard moment? Yeah. Sure. Let's challenge ourselves here really quickly. How how do we look at it? Like, will, jo- will God allow you to be unemployed for six months? Will God allow you to be unemployed for a year? Would God... Is it God? Would it ever be God's plan that you'd be unemployed for five years? I mean, here's here's the thing: is like I think that if you have if you've planned and prepared for like financially for mm-hmm. that, then yeah, I think it's possible. I yeah. think like you could you could go through that. I think that biblically, when the Lord says like I will provide for you, mm-hmm. like I know personally that my mom and dad like they moved to indiana they really didn't have much like they were moving from hawaii to indiana and they didn't have much like kind of started getting their like uh, getting like their feet underneath them and then just like through bad circumstances my dad basically kind of found himself without a job and like next thing he knows he tells one guy in our church that they just started going to like I don't have a job. I don't know how I'm going to provide for my family. All of a sudden, the church just starts dropping money off on our doorstep, mm. starts dropping food off on our doorstep. Yeah. So, yeah. yes, the Lord will provide. And then afterwards, like, my dad wasn't just like, cool, I'm just going to, like, ride this out and see how long the church is going to provide for us. Right. Next day, he was like, I'm going to go and find a job. Yeah. Like, gets a job at, like, a, a Chrysler, like, starts, you know, working. It's yeah. like... But the Lord makes sure that you're not going to go hungry. You're not going to like mm-hmm. go without food on your table, roof over your head. Like that's things that he's promised you. Right. And so like if you start getting that place where you're like, hey, like things are drying up. People mm-hmm. like I'm not being like provided for. I think it's that age old story where like uh, like a guy's stuck, stuck in a storm and the water starts rising. And he's holding onto this tree branch as like there's a flood coming in. And he's like, I believe God, you're going to deliver me. And a boat comes by and he says like, no, I'm okay. God's going to deliver me. And another boat comes by and he says, I'm okay. God's going to deliver me. And then he ends up drowning and dying. He gets to heaven. He goes, God, why didn't you deliver me? He says, well, I sent two boats to you, dude. Like, I don't know why you didn't just jump in the boat. It's kind of that same thing. It's like, you have to be, you have to think wisely Mm -hmm. about the decisions that you make here. And when you see, like Amber said, a door opening, you should go for it. Don't well, that's s- exactly why I kind of brought it up. The yeah. boat analogy was in the back of my mind because yeah. I feel like a lot of people have, uh, we live in a really decadent society, mm-hmm. right? Like Wi-Fi is always available. 
Like you complain <laughs> if there's not like, yeah. right. It's just, Even just on in an general, airplane, you're like, why is there not Wi-Fi in this airplane? Exactly. <laughs> like I'm flying yeah. like a thousand miles above the earth. Why can I not access yeah. my Gmail right now? We're very like needy. Um, yeah. But we live in this culture where like we have this idea of success. It's been pinned mm-hmm. on us mm-hmm. and I should get what I want. Yeah. And I have been talking with some people lately who just cannot find the type of job they want. Mm-hmm. And they've literally said to me like, what am I going to do? Like go wait tables. And my answer yeah. was, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Like if yeah. you need to, like I was in a situation where months ago, like I didn't have a job mm-hmm. and I was like, Lord, I hope you provide some clients. I hope you provide some stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I need to go work at Costco and like move boxes, I will, even though I'm like, but I'm a designer, I'm a creative, I have yeah. this career. You have to be able to say, that's not working right now. Yeah. So you have to mm-hmm. lower your expectations or maybe you have to just allow your expectations to be flexible. Let me put it like mm-hmm. that because your expectations might be wrong yeah. and they have to be God's desires instead mm-hmm. of your expectations. Or just say humble yourself. Humble you know? yourself for I mean, sure. I just know so many people that get to a certain level and then they say, I'm not going to go below this level anymore. Yeah. But then it's like, yeah, like your industry might just dry up and all of a sudden you don't have a job. It's like, you got to go somewhere else. You have to like realize, Mm -hmm. Hey, on this earth, like I'm not working for, and that's why I said like, really, when you do things under the Lord, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're some designer or if you're some, you know, I don't know. Photographer. Photographer. Fancy you know, schmancy jet like, setting <laughs> photographer. Sorry, Amber. But it's like if that okay. ends up if that ends up drying up, then you know it's like, hey, yeah. well, where can I be most effective right. with the talents mm-hmm. that the Lord has given me? We're getting a little bit long on the episode. Wrap this up. Amber, do you have any like last giant thought before I ask one more question? Oh. That that you want to throw out about careers or success or anything. Make it a good one. All hundred and hundred people are listening to this <laughs> yeah it's a big deal <laughs> shoot um i'll tell you what we can come back to it after okay. i'm gonna ask a silly question yeah. right now okay i think everybody should sh- briefly describe their worst job that they've ever worked what is the job you would never want to go back to i got that one yeah go uh i haven't worked many jobs in my life but my dad one time uh, he's a general contractor in Indiana, and he had a job where it was basically just shoveling gravel. Mm-hmm. Like there was a guy who had a bunch of gravel like laid out for his driveway. Yeah, and uh, the entire day I spent like probably ten hours just putting gravel in a wheelbarrow, wheeling that bucket of gravel over to the guy's location. Yeah, dumping it, putting the gravel out, and then going back and getting it afterwards. My hands were like just calloused and ripped, and I thought. I never want to do this ever again. And when I got in the truck, my dad said, now, do you think it's important that you're going to college? And I said, yes, yes, I do. Because I never want to do this job ever in my life ever again. Great learning moment. Amber, worst job you ever worked? I mean, I haven't really had super bad jobs. When I worked at the women's gym, um, I mean, we had to clean a lot of showers and like saunas and bathrooms and just through people gym leave, equipment people leave nasty old tidy whitey underwear in it or something so what's going on left a lot a of mess. things in that those, those showers but the only reason i love that job was because of the people yeah but i feel like the job itself it was just mostly cleaning like gotcha a spa so oh. it wasn't super great but the Gross. people there were awesome yeah i've worked some pretty interesting jobs uh the worst was actually not because of the job but it was because of the employer 
And that employer was a family member. Uh, I worked for my uncle who owned a carpeting business. Yeah. And I worked for him for three months straight, five days a week. Yeah. I hauled 100-pound rolls of carpet up three to four flights of stairs. I manual labor all day long, eight to ten hours a day for three months. And because my uncle is old and he was born when the dinosaurs roamed the earth, (laughs) he decided a fair wage for me to make was at the, when you did all the math, a dollar fifty a day. Oh, nice. So he said, at the start of the summer, I'll buy you all of your clothes uh, yep. for school next year. He bought me $95 worth of clothes <laughs> for three months of work. And I went, what are you, ta- what are you talking about? He just went to I worked all. No, he went, when I was a kid, that's all I needed. Was yeah. that shirt, those jeans, and those shoes? And I was like... Yeah. And that you was grew up all in the I depression got. era, yeah. brother. Like, I never, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this isn't the Dust Bowl. I don't need a sensible pair of yeah. of, of sneakers, man. That's it. So, yeah, that was my worst. Do you have any? Do you have any last thoughts, Amber, uh, about careers or jobs before we go? Um, not without circling back to something we already said, but I don't want to like expound on that too much more. Um, <clears throat> okay. But. No, that's fine. Yeah. Amber, you've been a delight as our first guest. Thank you Mm -hmm. so much for being part of the Biblical Lenses podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Awesome. If you uh, have enjoyed the episode, uh, make sure again that you subscribe in whatever podcast player you listen to. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We'd really, really appreciate it. And go check out Amber's photography. Her name is Amber Shonowitz on Instagram. They can find you at... At Ambam. At Ambam. Look that up. We'll put the link in the show notes. Or you can, can you just put your uh, website right now too? What's your yeah, website? Yeah, it's shine.com, but it's spelt really weird. Um, Spell it out. S-C-H-Y-N-E. Um, it's spelt with a nod to my last name, mm-hmm. um, but it's mostly based off of the verse, Matthew 5, 16. Yep. Um, that your lights will shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. Love it. Right. But in this version, you said, let your light so shine. <laughs> so I feel com. like actually I probably butchered that verse. Let That's me fine. Nah, right. nah, we butcher verses <laughs> all the time That's here. Okay. That's what we do here on Biblical Lenses. Well, thanks, folks, for listening to the podcast. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week. Stay safe and uh, listen to the Lord. He'll direct you. See you next time. <laughs>